From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. It's Wednesday, February 23rd, and a recent study identified numerous areas that are crucial to understanding Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad, which are under imminent threat. AccuWeather's Monica Danielle writes about the race against time as these historic sites are threatened by rising sea levels. Harriet Tubman is one of the most iconic women in American history. She navigated dangerous landscapes from Maryland to Pennsylvania, often at night, to guide dozens of enslaved people to freedom. Tubman was born into slavery in 1822 in Dorchester County, Maryland. In 1849, amid rumors she was about to be sold, she escaped to Philadelphia. But she never forgot the land she came from and went on to become the most famous conductor on the Underground Railroad, helping more than 70 people follow the same path along Maryland's eastern shore, which she took to freedom. But that land, along with other historical sites in the region, could be lost forever. A recent study by Climate Central, a nonprofit news organization based in Princeton, New Jersey, that reports on the impact of climate change, identified an imminent flood risk to areas crucial to understanding Tubman and the Underground Railroad. Kelly Van Ballen worked on the study and co-authored the report. The headline is that a good proportion of these historic sites related to Harriet Tubman, which have been very well curated along the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad byway, are at significant flood risk, Van Ballen said. Climate Central analyzed 45 sites along the byway, a 125-mile self-guided scenic driving tour originating along Maryland's eastern shore, continuing through Delaware and ending in Philadelphia. According to the Byway website, it is the only place in the world that preserves and interprets the places where Harriet Tubman was born, lived, labored, and where she fled from. Since much of the byway is situated only a few feet above sea level, Coastal flooding already poses a significant risk to many of these sites. Climate Central's report says that as the climate continues to warm and sea levels rise, the risk of flooding to these historic sites will increase dramatically. The organization found 25 locations face such threats by the end of the century. 16 of the sites will experience significant flood risk by 2050. The report identifies 10 significant sites around Dorchester County that have already experienced chronic flooding due to sea level rise. They include Long Wharf, now a park on the water's edge of Cambridge, which once served as a hub for the transatlantic slave trade. Stewart's Canal, a seven-mile-long logging waterway dug by enslaved and free black people, and was used for secret communication networks to organize escapes and the Bucktown General Store, which is the site of a young Tubman's first recorded act of defiance. 
She sustained a brutal head injury when she refused to help an overseer restrain an enslaved man. Also on the list is Malone's Church, which was the first African-American church established locally after the Civil War. The Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad National Historical Park in Church Creek, Maryland, is also at risk, the report says. The Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center is a museum located within the park near where Tubman lived and features a number of exhibits about her life. The landscape is our strongest interpretive tool. There are very few buildings left from Tubman's time, the early to mid-1800s, Van Ballen said. Angela Crenshaw manages the center and explained how the land is a crucial connection to Tubman's legacy. Visitors to the park can experience the same fields, woods, marshes, and water that Tubman navigated and actually visualize the scope of the geography she and others traversed in pursuit of freedom. Van Ballen said historic sites like this are often overlooked in favor of infrastructures like roads and bridges. These are challenging sites to conserve, and there's not necessarily the incentive structure to protect them as we have for other industrial infrastructure sites, Van Ballen said. This is something Dr. Julie Shablitsky, an archaeologist with MDOT's State Highway Administration, knows all too well. She and her team spent several cold, wet weeks in the fall of 2020 sifting through muddy land in the Blackwater National Wildlife Refuge, searching for clues that could help them figure out where Harriet Tubman's father's cabin once stood. According to old documents, upon the death of the man who enslaved him, Ben Ross, Tubman's father, was eventually granted his freedom in 1836 and given 10 acres to live on in what is now the Blackwater National Wildlife Refuge. Shablitsky and her team spent weeks digging through muddy water searching for artifacts that could confirm the location where Ross's cabin once stood. We're finding drawer pulls from his bureau. We're finding a button from his shirt. We're finding pipe bowls and pipe stems from when he smoked, Shablitsky said while standing in boots to protect her from the mud and sometimes knee-deep floodwaters. Each piece of ceramic, each broken shard, gets us close to building a story and a vignette of what life was like here in this marsh area where Harriet Tubman lived and where Ben Ross also lived and worked. Shablitsky added, Her father is the one that taught her about the land. She worked closely with him. Tubman's great-great-great-grandniece, Tina Wyatt, said Ross's cabin and the land it stands on is an important part of Tubman's legacy. It, meaning the land, Shielded her. It protected her. It allowed her to read it, to be able to move about quietly and do all those things. It also humanizes him. It makes a connection for us as a family. It helps us to visualize at the end of his day, did he have time to go sit in his cabin and smoke his pipe? Shablitsky said rising seas won't just make it harder to identify artifacts, but harder to access the sites themselves. The current sites are located off long dirt and gravel roads and flooded woodlands. We're very much worried that the rise of sea level is going to continue to impact it, not just from the decomposition of the artifacts, but also the deeper you go in the soil, you start to have that water rise up. In 10 years, we might not even be able to access the site, so it's important that we're excavating it today, Shablitsky said. The home site is now highlighted on the historic Thompson Farm, where Ross and his family were enslaved and has been officially added to the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Byway. 
Tina Wyatt is grateful for the work. So much has already been left out of black history, she said, that knowing about the flood threat motivates people to preserve what we have now. Preserving history isn't often a top priority, Van Ballen told AccuWeather. I think historical sites represent a kind of a gap in public concern about flood risk. While it can be easy to quantify the monetary value of mitigating the flood risk of infrastructure, the often intangible importance of history and what we lose when it's gone can be more difficult for some people to understand. We don't have great ways of accounting for that right now. I think that's what a lot of development in the environmental space towards environmental justice is trying to account for. Things that aren't easily put in dollar signs and making sure that they are protected as well. This is something Van Ballen hopes Climate Central can help explain, because the first step toward protecting these threatened sites is being aware of exactly what's at risk, such as those highlighted in studies, like the one in key sites along the byway. There's definitely an environmental justice aspect, and we like to get to highlight a place that has such cultural history that maybe hasn't been considered, Crenshaw said. It means so much to the family to be able to see all of this, said Tina Wyatt, who believes a crucial part of American history is at stake, and offered effusive thanks for everyone involved. She offered praise to those involved for having the vision, and also to keep funding things that relate to it that keep the story going and expanding. It expands the story of our family, but also tells the story of enslaved life and afterward for the United States and the world to be able to see. Climate Central's free online tool allows anyone to explore sea level rise and coastal flood threats by adjusting location and year to see land projected to be below annual flood level. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or visit AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.